you got to have community at all levels, family, friends, colleagues, um, online, like just whatever you need, you got to find a way to keep some people in different spaces. Hi, everyone. Thanks for checking into the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast, a space designed to inspire and highlight the stories of women of color in graduate school who are prioritizing their overall health and wellness while pursuing higher education. My name is Angela, and I'm your host. Let's get started. All right. Hi, Kanisha. How are you today? Good, good. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. I am so happy to have you on the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast. I think, feel like we've been friends on Instagram for at least like a year, two years. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, great sure. to have you on here. Um, so for, Thanks for gonna, having me. Of course. Um, and I'm really excited. I think the way that we met is a good a good example of community, which is what we're going to be talking exactly. about um, today. So for folks who aren't familiar with you, Dr. Kanisha Harrington, could you please um, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you studied in grad school, and what you are doing now as a postgraduate? Yeah, for sure. So again, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, it was so cool when we got to meet in person, and then like now I led to this, like I think you hit the nail on the head, like, this is what community looks like in action, right? And so um, I'm Kenesha Harrington. I got my PhD from Clemson University in educational leadership um, with the focus on, we call it P12, pre-K through 12, but in the process, I engage in higher ed. So I'll call myself like a, a P20 scholar um, because I work with parents through birth, through their kindergarten, all the way up to graduate students. And so um, yeah, I'm in educational leadership, and I actually got my master's degree years ago um, from the University of Georgia in agricultural leadership, which is like, people are like, what? Like, it's random, but <laughs> but yeah, that's where I started, um, and then I went to, for undergrad, I went to the Fort Valley State University in Georgia and got my bachelor's degree in agricultural education, agricultural teacher education, so HBCU love, um, and yeah, that's kind of my educational background. Um, now I am an assistant professor of educational leadership at Kennesaw State University in Georgia. Um, it's like metro Atlanta area um, where I teach in the Department of Educational Leadership. I teach teacher leadership courses and ed leadership courses, mostly online. But yeah, I, I love it. That's where I am. And then, of course, you know, I have... Um, the community that started online black women professoriate and it's essentially a community of black women in and adjacent to academia and like trying to figure out how to how to do this well how to live our lives and be academics while prioritizing our wellness and so those are some of the things I do I have a nonprofit that I um you know try to do a lot of philanthropy work through and um some other stuff those are sort of the main things got it it's a lot lot in there um and hopefully we'll get to dig in a little bit deeper um as we get to talking so one thing I wanted to ask you yeah. is be it as though this is the grad girl wellness podcast I'm wondering if you could take us back to your times as a graduate student um and tell us about what wellness looked like for you at that point in time or what community Ooh, looked like yeah um yeah, yeah. So 
I can say, so I'll start with my, because I was a grad student twice, right? And so when I was in my master's program back in 2012, um, wellness was, I was, you know, fresh out of undergrad, I was young, and it was actually one of the most impactful times on my wellness journey um, in my life because I had so much room to explore. So I vividly remember like just trying a lot of stuff. Like I was, I had a roommate, but I was really, it, it felt like I was on my own more than I had ever been before. And I was exploring a lot of different things spiritually. Um, I was doing a lot of reading. I was trying a lot of stuff. Like I always I didn't realize that I had always been a person who meditated. I didn't know what I was doing, but like I started realizing like, oh, this is meditating. Like I started making a practice out of it. So I really started um, meditating daily. Like I started just doing a lot of different things, journaling regularly um, and just trying what works for me. And so I like to think of it as a toolkit um, that I have of, of well, of like a wellness toolkit, because I've gone through so many seasons in my wellness practice that like I you know it's interesting now because in with the social media age that we're in everything is so like there's this idea that like once you have something you have it there's like this culture of like oh yeah just wake up and do these five things and like this is you know and there's this this rampant of like this is what you got to do but I've lived through different seasons where I know that like that's not always going to work Right. And so for me, it's always just I'm always adding to my toolkit. Like I can wake up tomorrow and if I experience something I've never experienced before, then I know I can learn something new that I might add to that toolkit. So for me at that time during my master's program, it was really like the exploration phase where I was able to get some foundational pieces that I was like, okay, this is what I need to be to survive and to be able to thrive in this environment. And so, um, yeah, like I said, I was. I had always been, had a strong prayer life, which helped ground me. But in that time, I really explored different things that opened me up to a wider range of wellness. Um, so I would say my master's program. And then I kind of can't talk about my my PhD program without the time in between. So after my master's program, I was a teacher. Um, and it shifted again then, like what I knew, what I learned in my master's program at pri about prioritizing my wellness, some of that stuff didn't work anymore. Like anyone who's been a teacher knows like that if you're really invested in those students and the communities that you're serving, those families, like it's a 24 seven job. And so I didn't have, you know, two hours a day to be meditating in the morning and then the evenings to go on, you know, these walks. And like, I, it was just a different, and I had to learn how to um to be well in that time too and so during that time I really just focused on like if I could just work out I started you know working out regularly if I could just do this every day it's one thing but it helped and so I think again it was just something to add to the toolkit like trying and I and I realized that like I don't like to do just one type of work like I like to switch it up so I used to go use um class pass and like mm -hmm. I would go to random classes like <laughs> just different stuff I'm like oh I gotta switch it up and so again like that was a learning like what works for me and what doesn't um and so by the time I got to my PhD program I I, I could have been like oh I got it now like I know I got you know my I got my toolkit I'm good then I got here 
I had one of the most uh just toxic I don't even know if toxic I don't even have a word to describe it but my experience um it was a PWI and I mean if you uh, came from Texas like I'm gonna be straight like it's not gonna be that bad I had lived in Georgia I'm like it's gonna be cool but South Car- living in South Carolina was completely different um like I felt racism in the air almost like I was literally just I had such a bad experience to the point where I was about to transfer within the first two months like I was I moved across the country just to go but I was like I can't do this I can't um I can't thrive here. I can't even survive here. And so during that time, everything I had learned went out, went out the window because I was in survival mode. So literally like what I was doing to be well at that time was fine, like hanging out with my friends, going to visit people in different cities. And like, we were drinking, doing whatever we had to do, which in hindsight, it's like, well, you weren't really maintaining your wellness, but I had to have community. That was what was getting me through. And so, um, and so, like, now I have learned to be okay with that. Like, I, I have to give myself what I need when I need it. And I know that um, for me, it's like finding that you have to have a grounding place, right? And so, like I said, in my master's program, I feel like I got that. So I have that stability of, like, these are the things I, I always go back to. Um, and then to throw another another uh, wrench in the whole thing, I, I had a son <laughs> during my PhD program. And so that has been a completely different learning process of like, I, I don't even, I couldn't even, if I wanted to, like when, especially when he was an infant, like if I wanted to get up and meditate or go like, it's just, I couldn't do it. And so, um, and so I would say to answer the question shortly, is like my wellness journey has been up and down but it's all led me to a place where I am now where I feel comfortable saying like I have the tools that I need to to thrive and to be well like whenever I feel one thing is is falling down like I know what I need to give myself to um pick it back up or I know I need to try something new and so yeah it's definitely definitely been a journey um and it still is a journey like even as a um tenure strike professor now like learning new things about, okay, this works for me, this doesn't. Um, but those foundational things, they remain. They always bring me back to a place of like, I got this. I remember um, when I was a teacher, I was experiencing burnout. At the time, I didn't really understand what burnout was. Like, I was just like, okay, I, I was feeling symptoms. And for those who know, like burnout has symptoms that can show up like depression. And so I knew I wasn't feeling right, but I was like, this is just, I guess this is what teacher life is. Like, cause I was there all the time. I mean, I was leaving at 10 o'clock at night. Like I was just, I was there too much actually. <laughs> but, um, so I remember just have, I had a meeting, um, with this woman, she was a leader and she talked to me, just had a real conversation with me. and was like, it sounds like you're burnt out. Um, and then I was like, well, I don't know. I didn't really know what that was. And then she recommended two books to me, um, Sisters of the Yam and um, Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. And I remember, and they had just came out. And so, and she actually bought them for me. Like, I remember like a couple of days later, like randomly getting the books. And I was like, oh, like, you know, you got a package at your door. Like, wow, she sent me these books. And I remember reading Sisters of the Yam and just being like, Oh my God. Like I felt so seen. Um, 
and at the time I hadn't really been familiar with Belle Hood. Like I, I knew about her, but I hadn't read a lot of her work. And so I was, you know, I was fresh out of um, school and I was like, okay. And I read it and I remember I felt so seen. And I was just like, wow. And there's the um, point in the book where she uh, references salt eaters and she's like, um, the part where it says, are you sure, darling, you want to be well? Or are you sure, sweetheart, you want to be well? Because, you know, being well ain't no trifling matter. And I was just like, in that moment, I was like, I'm not well. Like, I'm uh, I'm not putting in the work. It's not, it's not easy. It's, and so I just had this whole realization within myself, like, I have to do something different. What I knew isn't working anymore. And so I... um. Yeah, I tried therapy. Uh, ultimately, I didn't have a, it wasn't a good match, but it got me open to it. And so that was like the opening point of me being like, okay, I'm going to do, that'll be something that comes in the future, which, um, you know, now it is. Uh, and then I, I remember just thinking different after that. I remember like trying to find, I was like, I don't have all the time, but I was trying to find little things I could do. Um, one thing that's random, but it's very, uh, present in my mind is I remember I was driving to work I had a short commute because I, I don't like to drive so I like to live close to work so <laughs> I was like uh, I was on my drive and I remember being so frustrated like I literally was just like oh, I do not feel like going here today and um, at every stoplight like my goal was to I said let me just say the things I'm grateful for and so every I had a lot of stoplights on my commute and so I, I my goal I, I was a conversation with myself I was like I gotta keep going until the stoplight turn and so I started doing that and instantly like and then when I got to school I was like well I actually feel different and so that was the point where I was like okay I need an intentional gratitude practice like I can't just I know it's something you know I sing I pray and I say these things but like saying it and writing it like that's different and so that's when I started incorporating a gratitude practice and so I say all that to say like different things have sustained me for different periods um but they all they all come back to they all are in the toolkit and when I need them you know I just pull them out got it I, I really I don't know Okay, I was like, I don't even know if I answered the question. Look, you gotta, I told you, really, really bad. <laughs> no, no, you did. You, you gave me a lot of things to work with. You know, so it's a toolbox here. Um, <laughs> let me sit this by. Um, I, but I really appreciate that metaphor, right? Because it's like you have different issues and different issues require different tools and you never know what it is that you're going to encounter. Um, and so I, I really, really do appreciate that metaphor. I wanted to um, pull out two things that you mentioned um, with regards to community. And so I'm thinking about during your PhD experience where you said that you went to go visit friends or like you kind of had to create a community for yourself. And so there's that. And then you said there was an administrator when you were teaching who like reached out to you and kind of like asked you about your experiences and then brought in other voices in the form of, of books, right? Of Shonda Rhimes and Bell Hooks. And so I'm curious, mm -hmm. so given those experiences, yeah. I'm curious, what does community look like for you now as an assistant professor? How are you reworking that tool or what does that tool look like for you as an assistant professor on the team yeah. track? Yeah, I love that. Um, so, so much of my community has been with me out the different seasons that it's like, even when they're not there, they're there. And so a lot of the people that I consider my close community, like I met in my PhD journey or um, in my master's program, 
or in undergrad or even like my, I have had the same best friend since fourth grade like I, so there are some people who are just constants in my life but then there's also this element of like being open to build a new community gratefully with black women professoriate I was able to meet so many people online it was during it was in the middle of COVID when I started and so everybody was just online we started on we were on clubhouse and it was just like I was just meeting people and I'm an introvert so like for me it was like I'm really an introvert but this but I also enjoy meeting people and connecting with people like I like deep connection over like just hey how you doing and so I, I met so many people online that I stay in touch with and um, try to regularly regularly communicate with. And like, if I'm in their city, I, I'll pull up like, hey, I'm in your city. And so um, I'm so grateful for, and I, I know I mentioned earlier, like how social media is kind of pushing this narrative, but at the same time, it's connecting us. And so, you know, we just have to decide how we want to use it and the emphasis we want to put on it. And so for me, like um, social media has been a big part of, me maintaining that community, especially with folks who have similar, path, like I, uh, the friends that I had, like I said, that I'm the only one who have had this unique experience um, of the friends that I've had for years and all of that. And so being a, being friends with other PhDs, like even you, you know, like I said, we connected and we were able to, just, we met, we met online and then we met in person and that's like, now we're here. And so um, I definitely appreciate that. And then I will say this, um, for those who may be considering senior track jobs or any job, really, like who you work with. I, and I don't know, it's different for everybody. But for me, who you work with matters just as much as the work you do. I And I'm a strong believer in that. And so I actually chose my job based on um, the feeling I felt with the people who were there. Like I, I selected this specific place because the people I could tell, like I could I could be here. And I could enjoy my time with these people. And that's and that has been true. And so I'm grateful that I work with folks like day in and day out who I, you know, like, who I actually like um, and respect and that I know their commitment to the work is the same as mine. And so for me, I have community right there. And I know a lot of people don't have that at their institutions. And so um, I think that's important. Uh yeah, so I, I would say I think it's different levels. I think you gotta find community in multiple places. Cause I've also seen cases where like people I'm I'm also very close with my family. Like my family is my, you know, I that's my rock. Like I've been, you know, even though we have I moved back home during COVID. Uh, I'm from Michigan. And so like I've, you know, just just being home and being around them again, like I think there's levels. You gotta have community at all levels, family, friends, colleagues, um, online, like just whatever you need, you got to find a way to keep some people in different spaces. Um, at least that's what's, that's what's worked for me. So, yeah. You know, that, that's really helpful. The piece you mentioned about um, liking the people you work with is actually really like insightful to me because I'm thinking about like applying <laughs> to jobs and I'm like, so when I go on campus visits, it's not just about yes. like, the job it's talk is about how do I feel with these people, right? It's not. It's the because you can feel it. Like mm -hmm. literally, you can feel it. You know when the vibe is like, no. Nah, and and I mean, I I'm not gonna be specific, but like I went on some other interviews where like I I I literally was in there and I already knew like oh no, I can't because we can feel it. We're human. We have that gift of connecting. We know when people are our people, and so 
Yeah, I would definitely say think about that and think about the connections that you're making with people on the visit and after, you know, when they're reaching out. Um, so, yes. Awesome. So you, you mentioned um, like this continuing to meet people and meeting people at different places. And I know that Black Women Professor has a retreat coming up. It's called the Be Well Retreat. And I imagine that's an opportunity for folks to connect um, and to meet other people. So could you tell us about where that idea came from and essentially what what is the Be Well Retreat? Yes, for sure. And so um, it's crazy because like when I started Black Women Professor, this was really the the plan like it was just it was during COVID so we couldn't go on a retreat but like I was always like we're gonna do retreats I feel like I've all I've always loved traveling um and I've always been a person a writer who like likes to get away to write and so I I learned that uh, in my master's program when I was writing my thesis I remember I was like I couldn't finish I was, I was experiencing writer block like crazy and so I went just two hours south of where I was at and went to my friend's house for a week. And I remember I just wrote like crazy and I finished the whole thing. And it's because for me, like environments change things. It, it changes your energy. It changes the way. That, and so I've always just had that as something like, I know that I need to go somewhere else sometimes to get things done. And so that was one of the things combined with like, you know, I love to travel. I want to, and I'm, like I said, I'm introvert. I like to connect with people in person and in intimate settings so I can really get to know them. And so I always felt like, you know, eventually a, a retreat is going to be a part of this. And, and um, the timing was just right. Like it finally came to fruition. Um, there's going to be in the future, we'll do some international ones, but um, with me being in uh in Kennesaw, it's like Atlanta is nearby, and Atlanta, it has so much history for us as Black women, so Atlanta is the first one, August 3rd through 7th, um, and I'm so excited for people to come and have an opportunity to not only get some writing done, but to prioritize wellness as well, because it's, it's holistic, and so that's really the goal, is to be able to realize that, like, we can do both right and I'm not I don't have to spend my whole day sitting here looking at a screen I can also you know go do yoga or go to the pool or go do these different things and still get a lot done and so um yeah it's a time to connect it's a time to prioritize wellness to hopefully build some relationships that'll last going forward and then to get some writing done like that's the big thing I want people to leave feeling like you know what yeah that was you know I got some stuff done. I met some people. Um, and I feel good leaving. I feel good going into the fall semester. And so, yeah, that's, that's the overview. Um, I'm so excited to host and have, have folks come down to Atlanta. We have actually one spot left. If anybody, I don't know when this will come out, but if anybody is listening, who would, who is interested in a shared room, we have one shared room left. Um, and so it's perfect. It's ideal for if you're like a grad student and you can use institutional funding for it. So if you have funding, um, be sure to look into that as well. So yeah, um, that's just like a shameless plug. But yeah, that's really where the idea started. And I'm excited to continue with it going forward. I absolutely love the idea. I you, I might pop up at one. Um, I have one yes, question yes. for, <laughs> for clarification. Is this only open to um, folks who are in academia? So it's it's open to folks who are in academia and so 
I, for this particular one with most of the spaces full, I know that most of them are, you know, professors um, on the tenure track, but there is one or two who are, you know, recently graduated or are students. And so the reason why it's that adjacent to piece is because so many of us have an idea that we want to be in academia and then get into it and realize like, oh, no, we don't. And so there are so many folks who are, they're still, to me, they're still scholars, they're still academics, they're engaged in research, right? But they're business owners, they have yoga studios, or they run nonprofit, like there's a lot of work that we do, that's more than just being a professor. And so um, that's why it's it's open. Um, I mean, uh, I would say, I don't expect, uh, um, I don't even know an example. I'm going to give a most random example. I don't expect like a WNBA player to just show up like, oh, I want to come to the street. But but if you are engaged in research and writing in any way, then it could be helpful to you because what we're doing is giving you a space to be able to write and to be able to prioritize your wellness. And so, um, so yeah, it's, it's open. And if folks have questions about like if they can come, like they can just reach out. I'm very, well, I can't, I've been very off social media for like the last month but when I'm on like I'll respond if you DM me so um so yeah it's it's open beautiful and I, I appreciate that like intentionality around creating a space that is like open to folks who are writing right and writing can look um right very right different for different folks awesome mm -hmm. yeah okay well thank you so much I hope, I'm gonna make sure that this episode comes out as soon as possible um, so we can get that <laughs> one spot filled up. Awesome. Okay. So with that said, I think we had some good conversations about um, community and you are actually like creating, helping create community for other people. And I appreciate that. Um, and I think that's so important to, for us to like give back to folks who are coming um, behind us. So with that yeah, said, thank you. I'm going to move us to the lightning round. And the lightning round is when you just say the absolute first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. So number one. I should have prepared for this. <laughs> number one, <laughs> can you give us um three words to describe? Let's say let's do it this way. Um, three words to describe community in graduate school. Ooh, necessary. Um black women. <laughs> <laughs> That's the three. Yeah, that's that's what came first. Mm -hmm. um, but it is necessary. It really is like, however you can get it. And then there's something just about black women that's different than any mm -hmm. other group that you can find. Like, when you can get in community with black women, it feels different. And so, yeah, wherever you can find that. Definitely. I meant to say this before, but I did a writing retreat when I was writing my dissertation, and it really was a game changer. Like, we went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And like just to be in, out in nature Ooh, with my homegirls, yes. like it was a vibe. And I definitely got so much work yes. done. And I was inspired by them to see what they were working on too. Um, so yeah, writing a exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. yes. You gonna we're gonna get you at the next one. We're gonna get you at the next one for sure. Okay. I'll be um, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so that was a little detour from the lightning round. Um, number two, what are two invaluable resources <laughs> that have helped you in your wellness journey? Ooh, um, I'm gonna cheat a little bit because I'm gonna say the toolbox. <laughs> <laughs> um, the tool because the toolbox holds everything, right? And so, like, 
I just, I, I'm, when I tell you, like, I've had to revisit so much stuff and relearn so much stuff and try it again in different seasons. Like, I just, I just feel good and confident in my ability to uh, maintain my wellness because of, of all of that. So it's like, I know I got something in there for it. Um, when I think about, I asked, so my, I defended my dissertation. It was just a, a year ago, last week. And so I'm usually not a person who is scared to public speak or has nervousness around speaking. I mean, I was a teacher, like I was in front of, so I've never really been a person who like gets up and is nervous. But when I tell you, when I was about to defend a dissertation, I felt this like I had this overwhelming nervousness, not semi, like I had never felt anything like that before. Like literally we, we 10 minutes before the dissertation and I'm just about to shut down. Like I was, I had never had that feeling. I was like, I didn't know what to do. I was, you know, about to cry. I'm over here. I'm pacing, praying. I'm also like, I don't know what to do because I felt like I was shutting down. Like I, I felt like I forgot everything. Um, And then I was like, let me, I'm back to the basics and I and I literally I turned Beyonce had just dropped uh her album or the you won't break my soul and I literally turned on that song and I had a dance party in the mirror for seven minutes straight like I was just because for me movement um has always been like a safe space for me to get out of my head and into my body and like really just in my heart and just being open it's always been that so I was like I gotta do something like this is not working this reading the notes not so seven minutes straight when I tell you afterwards I just felt an immediate sense of like relief and I was like wow um and then the dissertation was in one minute after that so I was like oh good thing I finished the time but at the same time I was like it's good to know that the tools still work because that's the thing, like, I, you know, you sometimes, you don't use something in a while. It's like, I don't even know if that's going to work no more. But for me, it was just that moment of like, you've done the work and it still works. You just have to use it. And so, um, so yeah, the toolkit is, the tool belt is one. And then for two, I would say my spirituality. And um, that looks different for, for everybody. But for me, um, my faith and having something that I'm grounded and connected in my spirituality, like it doesn't waver for me. And I think everybody needs something that's like rock solid, whatever that looks like for you. Like something that don't switch up on you and it's it's what you believe, it's what you feel and it connects with you. And so, yeah, my faith has definitely um, sustained me as well. Beautiful. And so the last question in the lightning round is, if you and you've already kind of answered this, but I'm gonna ask for one more. If you could, please give us one piece of advice for listeners who are struggling to build community in graduate school or in academia. Mm. Yeah, one piece of who are struggling. Um, for if you're struggling, I would say start with social media um, because social media is like a low stakes place to build community. I feel like, I feel like if you're struggling and you don't know, like you can, you can write somebody in DMs and maybe not feel bad later if they don't respond versus like, if you walk up to somebody at a conference and they're, you know, you're not feeling it's different. And so I think just start with social media. There's so many people who like met on social media and meeting at conferences and, and so, yeah, starting on social media, if you're on social media, um, 
if you're not into social media, start within your department. I mean, I think you should start the places that are closest to you that you have easy access to. Um, so you can get some low hanging fruit and then it gives you the motivation to say, you know what, I can go a little further or I can reach out and you kind of build that confidence towards, um, being comfortable, reaching out to people and connecting with people. Um, and of course, you know, you can come to the Be Well Retreats too and, uh, build community there as well. <laughs> I love the plug. Um, Kanisha, oh, yeah, if people want to, um, you gotta, want... gotta throw in the shameless plug. <laughs> if people want to fill that spot or people just want to be connected with Black Women Professoriate, how can they be in contact with you? Yes. Yeah, so you can follow us on Instagram at Black women, women with a Y, W-O-M-Y-E-N, professoriate, P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R-I-A-T-E. I know the spelling is, it gets people sometimes. So yeah, Black women professoriate, <laughs> excuse me, um, excuse me, whoever. <laughs> okay, so we on, um, we're also on what, Twitter and Facebook, but mainly we on Instagram. I don't really... I try to keep it like, what I can do. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're on Twitter as Black Women Prof, just with the Y, Black Women Prof. Uh, and then we on Facebook as Black Women Professoriate. And then I'm on uh, Instagram as KL underscore inspire. So yeah, lots of ways um, I can send it to you too. You can put it in the, what they call them, the notes. The show notes. Um, but yeah, just follow us on Instagram. Yeah, the show notes. That's what it is. The show <laughs> notes. I love it. Like the podcast world is like new for me, but I love it because I listen to podcasts all the time and I love your podcast too. So like I love that I get to be here. Thank you. Of course. I'm so happy. Me. I I love to have you here. This is another yes. way of like building community. Um and so community. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I love it. So with that said, Kanisha, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of my community, my personal community, part of the Grad Girl Wellness community. Yes. And I wish you all all the best with the first, um, but not the last, Be Well Retreat. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Have a good one. That's all I have for you on this episode. I hope that you heard something that inspires you along your wellness journey. And if so, share it with a friend. Until next time, take care.